You are about to listen to Emeka Ezra, the lead steward at Fortier Network International. He envisions all men saved and mature, Christ Jesus. Be stirred as you listen. Thank you so much for coming, everyone. Um, I'm seeing success. I'm seeing Chidubim. I'm seeing um, Gideon, uh, Mike. Oh, I'm seeing someone called Gustavo and Doreen. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to today's um, session. I mean, from last week up until today, it has been very long. Um, it has been very, very, very long for me, by the way. I'm, I don't know. For those of you that don't know, I'm planning a crusade in Niger State. Can, can you hear me? Can, can, can you guys hear me? Is everyone hearing me? How is everybody doing? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. I think you can hear me. So, okay, thank you. So uh, I'm planning a crusade and it has, very, it has been very hectic and everything. But then Bible study has to hold. I mean, today was awesome, you know. We, we, we experienced a trend today. Jesus, Jesus was on, was on everybody's status. Jesus was on everybody's status. And um, I, I saw a lot of um, contrary views. It, funny enough, the... It was from believers, you know, from believers and unbelievers. But the unbelievers did not, it didn't get to me, you know, I, I don't even care. But it was from believers. I, I, I saw believers that um, they were opposed to the idea of people posting about Jesus. And it's very funny. It was very funny. Um, I'm telling you to say it is very, very funny. I mean, I, I just came back from the Babylon Saloon and I met, I met a theologian, right? That's what he told me, that he's a theologian. And we had, to, we had like a 30 minutes discussion on what, why is it biblically correct to post Jesus on your status? <laughs> you will not believe it. So we had a discussion and everything. Very funny, very funny discussion. I never thought I would have with a theologian. But... It, it, it came down to, it came down to, um, it came down to, the discussion came down to a very basic, basic topic of influence, right? Some of you, you know me because um, probably you know me, I've, I've helped some other people you or you know I've, I've helped you with addiction. And, or some of you, you, you know that this month is, called this month is pride month right those of you that don't know pride month is this is a this is a month that is that has been um put aside in america to celebrate the lgbt the lgbtq community if you don't know what that means lesbian gays and the rest gender fluid all the rest um stuff right and these people pump a lot of money into into this month just for the advertisement and for every company that that is globally recognized um to follow suit right this this uh, movement and this this is done online it is done online so it, it, it begs the fact like why would a christian why would a christian see jesus the name of jesus trending online and pick offense with it I'm, I, I started this way because I, I hope you are not part of them. 
like you are not part of the lot. Because we <laughs> see, I just read in the news some few months ago, right? A very known um, um, person pumped in hundred million dollars. This is I'm, I'm going to go straight Bible study obviously. Pumped in hundred million dollars for cha- for to create um, child content, right? To create um, content for children. For what? So that the um, top characters, the lead roles, would be lesbians, gays, um, gender fluid kids, and everything. It's it's something like you need to understand that we are living in a world where there is a lot of agenda, and anything anything that will help people come to the truth, we need to put our money and put our back behind it. I'm starting this way because we are going to talk about Jesus. What a wonderful topic! So. Uh, let's go. Let's go straight into the Bible study. My name is Emeka. For those of you that don't know, um, last week we discussed. What did we discuss last week? We discussed about um, the deity of Christ, the deity of Christ, and we tried to um, we we looked at um, the belief, the core belief of the Jehovah Witness, right? We looked at the core belief of the Jehovah Witness, um, and the core belief of Jehovah Witness was what. They don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe that Jesus is an archangel. So if you are interested in that study, you can listen to it. It's just on the group and the group chat and everything that listen to it. Wonderful study. We discussed about the deity of Christ. Is Jesus God? Is he an archangel? We answered everything. Um, upper Bible study, we discussed about the purpose of Christ. Why did Jesus come to earth? What what was the reason? Why did he have to come to earth? Right, we discussed about the purpose of Christ. And um, before then, we discussed about we discussed about interpreting scripture, where we talked about ICGSs. Uh, we talked about ICM. We talked about ICGSs, exegesis. We talked about reading in context. We talked about a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of there are a lot of reasons why people misinterpret scripture. We see we we see that, and I, and I'm seeing improvements. You know. I'm seeing improvement. I saw somebody here today, somebody on this Bible, somebody um, that attends this Bible study. Actually, he saw, um, I think it's Gideon. Gideon, I think Gideon saw um, somebody quoted a scripture from Revelation and he took his time to go and read it in context. And he found that that person was not saying the, the, the correct thing. And that, that is actually what I want you guys to do. How to interpret scripture. If you guys want, if you guys can have listen to it, it's up there. So, um, today we are going to be discussing about, um, we are going to be discussing about the resurrection. Did Jesus really die? Right? Why did he, in fact, did Jesus really die? Did he resurrect? Okay, why did he not just die? Right? Why did he not just die? And why did he have to resurrect? And what does his resurrection mean to Christianity? Right? What does his resurrection mean to Christianity? Now, you know, formally, before we start our um, studies, I will ask questions like, where do you think we can support the, the statement of the resurrection of Jesus? And, but today I'm not going to be asking that question. Today I'm just going to be going straight to the point because we, we don't have time. So, you see, a lot of people, ex- especially the um, Jehovah's Witness, and I'm and I'm going this route because Jehovah Jehovah's Witness, 
they do a lot of indo indo indoctrination to people, right? The Jehovah Witnesses do not believe that the death and the resurrection of Christ was physical. To an extent, they don't believe that the, the death and resurrection of Christ is physical. They believe that it, is a, it was something that happened spiritually, which according to history is not true. According to history is not true. So I want us to read, I, I, want, I, I want us, we are going to read something, right? I want us to read, um, let's open our Bibles to Luke, Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, let's start from there. Let's start from Luke chapter 1. And um, let's see how Apostle Luke started his episode or started his letter. So this is what he said. He says, Luke is a, is, is a gospel dedicated to somebody, a particular person, actually. It was written to someone called Theophilus. So he says, In as much as many have taken in hand to set in order the narratives of those things which have been fulfilled amongst us. This is, this is, some, this is Luke talking. Verse 2, he says, Just as those who from the beginning and minister, and ministers of the word delivered, sorry, and ministers of the word delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the first, from the very first, to write to you in an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you are instructed. Now, I, I, I want to ask a question. From the way um, Luke wrote the introduction into, the, from the way um, Luke wrote the introduction into the gospel of Luke, according to Luke, do you think that Luke was, an, was, was not learned? Can I, get the, can I get an answer, please? Look at what he said. Verse 2 says, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers to the world delivered to us. Now, he's making, he's making an assertion, right? He's, make, he's, making, um, he's making a journalistic claim. This is Luke here making a journalistic claim that he's writing as, he's writing to Theophilus um to help buttress the point of other people that have actually also talked about these same things let's go to john um i think john um, let's go to john chapter uh Let's go to John chapter. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go to John chapter 20. Let's go to John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 24. Let's go to John chapter 20, verse 24. Please, if you're not hearing me, please indicate. 
January 2024, we are trying to ascertain if Jesus did really, did really resurrect and he did really die, right? Um, so he says, now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. Wait, I think should we even start from verse 20 now? See, let me let me let me let me give you the preceding story. So Jesus had died, and the disciples had scattered, right? But now Jesus resurrected. <laughs> it is very funny telling talking about this story about Jesus' resurrection being true. Now, Jesus had resurrected, right? And when he resurrected, the first people that he he revealed himself to were the two people going to Emmaus, right? The uh, people on the road to Emmaus, uh, on the road on Emmaus, right? He revealed himself to these two men and they spoke for a while. But after that, he met, he came to um, the gathering of the apostles. The apostles, the disciples at that time, as they were called, they gathered and he spoke to them. He appeared to them and there, but somebody was somebody was missing. Someone was not there. The person's name was Thomas, right? Like we are reading in verse twenty-four now. In verse twenty-four, that is John chapter twenty, verse twenty-four. Um, so he says, "Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord.' So he said to them." Unless I see in I see in his hands the print of the nails and my finger in the print of his sorry, he says, and I put my finger in the print of the nails and put my hands in his side, I will not believe. Now, this is an apostle that is saying, I'm finding it hard to believe that you people are claiming that Jesus is alive. We all saw him die. This is not, this guy is not a, um, this guy is more like, uh, he's more, he's more of an unbeliever. Let's use the word unbeliever because I will tell you why I'm, I'm going to use the word, we are going to use the word unbeliever because now he's giving too much, he's giving too much of requirements. He's giving too much requirements here for him, for him to believe that the Messiah, that is Jesus, is alive. And it says, after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came. Hmm. Jesus came, the, jo- the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and says, Peace be with you. Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. He now says, Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believed. Now, we go further down, right? And if you go further down and you read, uh, I think, verse 21, or even Acts of the Apostles, even Acts, um, Okay, let's go. Let's go to verse 21. If you read verse 21, um, you find out that Jesus 
sorry, you find out that Jesus, I'm so sorry for the breaking transmission, you find out that Jesus actually ate to the disciples. This is, af- this is after this man had died, right? So questions might arise in your head. How did they know it was Jesus? Right? Please, I want you guys to, I want you guys to write down your questions. I might not be able to answer your questions as I'm talking um, from beginning to end. Questions might arise in your head. How did these disciples know that it was Jesus? Um, okay. Um, how, how did these disciples know that it was Jesus? One. And um, what, what, what other questions might arise in your head? Okay, let's keep that question for now. We are still proving that Jesus... We are still, prove, we are still trying to prove that actually from Scripture that Jesus did arise. Jesus did come from the dead. Now, let's go to history, which... Um, I will have to talk my mouth and later put in the links. So, now, according to history, according to history, or even according to the Bible, history corroborating, the Roman, the Roman, um, the Roman overlords at that time put out the news that these apostles or these disciples have stolen the body of Jesus. That was the news at that time because they did not find the body of Jesus. But the question arose, okay, um, these disciples were not soldiers and they were, never, they were not even Roman soldiers to begin with. The tomb was sealed. Soldiers were guarding the tomb and you claim that he, his body was stolen. But then the Bible makes us understand that um, 500 people later saw him. I think that should be in um, Corinthians. Paul saying that after his resurrection, more than five people, five, was it more than 500 people witnessed him? And you see, according to science, a hallucination cannot be done by 500 people. Even 12 people, as, as, as small as 12 people, 12 people cannot hallucinate on the same thing. That 12 people, 12 people come together, and or 11 people come together, and they come together and say, oh, we saw Emeka in our dream. 11 people. 11 people. We closed our eyes, and they, saw, they say, oh, we saw Jesus. And you say they were hallucinating. That could not have been true. So we have eyewitness accounts of... Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, apart from the apostles, in scripture and according to history. Right? According to history. Um, I don't know, I don't know if you have um if anybody have if anybody has come across this book, Case of Christ. I don't know. If, if you've ever come across, across this book, please can you just notify? I've come across this book, The Case of Christ, um, written by Lee Strobel. So, in the book, the book is a journalistic account of a man yes, trying to... Okay, wonderful. So, the book is a journalistic account of a man that is trying to disprove the, um, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. He's trying to disprove Christianity. But he comes to, the, he comes to a point where he says... He makes his statement. He says that the Christian faith is a faith that can stand. The Christian faith is a faith that can stand 
the mo modern law of court. The uh, modern um, court, actually, I say modern law of court. Modern court. So this Christian faith can be scrutinized with modern um, law practices, and it will still stand the test of time. Because till today, we have um, dates, not only dates, we have historically proven records that there was a man called Jesus. He was killed and he was crucified and he resurrected. Now, but this does not mean anything. Like I said, this Bible study is not here, it's not just here for it's not just here for knowledge's sake. That you know that Jesus resurrected, that you know that Jesus died, it does not just make sense just to I mean it's like storytelling to a normal man. What does it what does it mean to um what does it mean to the believer, right? What does it mean to be what does it mean to the believer? So Okay, let's start from number one. Number one, the resurrection is the core of the Christian message and it should never be neglected or assumed. Right? So let me, let me explain what I mean by this. You can, the, the gospel is not complete. The gospel is not complete if Christ actually died and resurrected. If you only tell people that, oh, Jesus died for your sins. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you are saved. That's not the complete gospel message. That, that, that's not the gospel, actually. The gospel is Jesus came, he died for man, and he, resur he resurrected. Right? He now, if you do not add the resurrection of Jesus, there is a big problem. There's a reason that there are core beliefs in the Christian faith that if you take out, it is no longer the Christian faith. And resurrection is, is that important. Resurrection is that important. So, you see, the death of Jesus signifies the forgiveness of man, of mankind, how God has forgiven mankind, how God has taken away the sin of, of man. But here is, here is the thing. If God has forgiven the sin of man, if God forgave the sin of man through the blood of Christ, and Christ did not come back to life, right? And Christ did not come back to life. Um, it therefore means that man was just forgiven of his sins and he, and he was... He's just going to be, he, he, he just became a blank slate waiting to stain that slate again. I'm going to, I'm going to explain what I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a side note. I, I'm, going, I'm going to give a side note. Just write side note on your notes. So now, also the death of Christ signifies that Jesus was completely man. The death of Christ or the death of Jesus, it connotes or it means that Jesus was a man or Jesus is a man because he was able to die. It's only, it's only men that, could, that, that can die. Spirits cannot die. Right? So when, when, you know, when we are talking about the deity of Christ, 
we proved that Jesus was God. And I made a statement about Jesus being a man also. How do, how do I know Jesus is a man? Because Jesus could die. Jesus could feel pain, right? And this is just a side note because this is not where I'm, I'm meant to discuss it. But then, how then, also, how then do we know that Jesus is God? We know that Jesus is God because he defeated death and he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. So there's something people don't, don't know, right? Something people don't know. Um, and I'm, go I'm going to um, say this in passing also. So, um, so the early church at some point started... Let me, let, me, let me read it where I wrote it. In reality, every Sunday should be Resurrection Sunday, right? Um, the reason why the early church began to meet on the first day of every week was to celebrate Jesus' defeat of death, right? I mean, that started some years after the apostles. So, again, believe in Jesus' physical resurrection is the defining doctrine of Christ, the, the Christian faith. I just said that. Um, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God's, God raised you from the dead, you'll be saved. So, it is not just that um, it says, if you believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, it's not just that he died, but you need to believe that he actually raised, he actually, uh, he, he was actually raised from the dead. That that is what makes you saved. Um, the resurrection of Jesus demonstrates to the whole world the deity of Jesus. Like I just said, it demonstrates to the whole world that Jesus is God and that God loves him. So we see that in Paul's episodes. Um, let's read them. Let, let's read Romans chapter 1, verse 4. So if you have your Bible, Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. It says, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the Spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. By his word, by his resurrection from the dead. Also, without the resurrection, there will be no church at all. So, you see, you know why I'm going deep into these things? Because a lot of faiths or a, a lot of, a lot of, um, we, we see a lot of doctrine, a lot of people that claim to be Christian that attack, that attack the belief of the resurrection. Whenever you attack the belief of the resurrection, it means that there is no way we can be Christians. Christianity hangs on the very fact that Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible makes us understand. The Bible makes us understand that we have no hope. We have no hope. We are of all men, like, um, how do you put it? We are of all men um, to be pitied. If Jesus did not rise up from the dead, and why is that? And why is that? Because him rising up from the dead did not only connote a physical resurrection, right? It also, it also um, describes 
a spiritual resurrection of all who believe in him. So if I believe in Jesus, I'm dead to my past self and I'm alive in Christ Jesus. A chapter of the Bible that explains this, that explains this concept very well is Romans chapter, Romans chapter 6. If I, I think I'm correct. Yes, I'm very correct. Romans chapter 6. Um, I'm, going, I, I'm going to answer your questions. I'm rushing through scripture so that I'll be able to answer everyone's questions. So, Romans chapter 6 says, Well done. So he says, Well then, should we keep sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? He says, Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we are joined with Christ, Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and we are buried in Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by his glorious power of the Father, we, now we also may lead new lives. So, you see, the, the resurrection of Christ is also hinged on that phrase, you are born again. For somebody to tell you you're born again, it means he, like, the person means that, oh, that you have resurrected with Christ Jesus. For someone to say you're born again, it he, he or she means that, oh, Christ has resurrected, and because you believe in Christ's resurrection, you also have a new life. Let me um, jump. Uh, let me jump. Okay. Yeah. If we neglect Jesus' resurrection, if we neglect Jesus' res resurrection, um, our preaching of the gospel will be powerless. So you see a lot of believers casting out demons. Oh no, let me not let me not use that. So um let me use that is actually not not that's not actually that, that's actually not true because that's actually not true. So if the preaching of the gospel will be powerless in the sense that um Romans chapter one verse sixteen. Let's open to Romans chapter one verse sixteen. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Um, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. For the power of God at work, saving everyone that believes, the Jews first, and also the Gentiles. You see, salvation, eh? salvation is not just rescue, rescuing humanity from darkness. Salvation is rescuing humanity from darkness and putting them in the light. So, the death of Christ did that by rescuing you from the power of sin, but, the, but giving you power over sin, that's what the resurrection did. That's what, that's what um, the resurrection did. Charles Spurgeon, right, examined the, the preaching of his day. 
and he felt like he felt the reason for the lack of power was the lack of emphasis on the resurrection right he says um that to emphasize the message of the resurrection he saw he said and saw thousands of conversion as a result if we choose to neglect the preaching of the resurrection should he said we should not be surprised that we don't see results i mean that that, that might be that might that might be that might that might be too deep right for me to um start to talk about because of no time um romans that one basic i just said that my notes hmm, the resurrection purchased are just see i'm saying a lot about the resurrection and the reason i'm saying a lot about the resurrection of christ is because it's very important is really important i don't i don't want to i don't want to um what's the word i don't want to keep reading oh this is what he did this is what he's for and it is not it's probably not affecting you it's probably not affecting you let me let me let me explain what i mean you see christianity is not about is not just about um head knowledge oh i know that this happened i know that this happened christianity is about transformation do you understand transformed lives so jesus is saying jesus is talking to the pharisees and he's telling them that the way to wash a pot or the way to wash a cup is by washing it from the inside when you wash the inside he says the outside will be washed but they did not understand what he meant what he meant was the man has to be born again a man has to be born again for his actions to be clean see anybody that is struggling with sin anybody here that is struggling with sin jesus the resurrection of jesus is the answer to your sin because we see from romans chapter 6 that you have been baptized into christ's christ's death and you have resurrected that is what baptism is baptism is a story water baptism is a story that's what it is it's a story telling that you are being you have been baptized in in christ's death and you have rose up with his you have rose up in his resurrection meaning that you are dead your sin your sinful your old sinful nature and now you are alive in christ jesus without the resurrection there is no new man there is no power above sin there is no power above sin some of you here you probably have a um, problems with addiction um to pornography problems with addiction to smoking this is not this is, obviously you know this is not this is a bible study uh this is bible study right this is not here to address that now but what we are talking about addresses that it addresses that that you are saved to and you have the power to say no to sin because you are resurrected a new man in christ jesus you're resurrected a new man in christ jesus romans 4 verse 25 says he was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification so when jesus when god sees you what he sees is a man 
that is righteous. He sees the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like I told you, the death of Jesus took away your sins. It meant that God had paid, the, 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 your sins have been paid for in full. But the resurrection of Christ, it gives you a new nature. It makes, it makes you righteous. So when God sees you, he doesn't see you as a sinner. He sees you as a righteous person. I mean, I have made this teaching. I have thought about this. When, when I've thought about this um, countless number of times, the definition of who a sinner is. A sinner is not someone that sins. A sinner is someone that has the nature of sin. I have thought about, I have, I have a teaching on this. I thought about this extensively. Um, and if you actually need it, I can actually send it to you. We have 20 minutes. Um, so what else? What, what else am I telling you? The resurrection gives us hope that goes beyond the grave. So let me give you an example. Last year, um, last year, I lost my dad. Right? I lost my dad. And... Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, it was very hard on me. You know what I mean? It was very hard. It was really hard. But then I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of, um, I got a lot of questions. Hey, Mecca, why is that you're not sad? Are you sure you're okay? Questions like that coming and everything. What happened was, uh, I think it, some months before then, there was a teaching I had listened to on the hope of believers, on, on the hope we believers have. You see, when my dad died, I I got I <laughs> I have laid my hands on the sick and I've seen sick people healed. You know, when I heard of, of his demise and everything, I was believing God that I'm going to lay hands on the on the dead and he was going to come back to life. But you see. It, it, it didn't happen. When that did not happen, I did not fall into depression. I did not, <laughs> I did not uh, come and say, God is wicked. I didn't say that. Why did I not say that? I did not say that because I understood something. I understood that the prayer for the dead to come back to life is an already answered prayer. Um, prayer. What do you mean? You see, the Bible makes us to understand that Jesus is the first of many sons, or is the first of many. Um, he's the first of many children. Now, before the death and resurrection of Jesus, Jesus was the only begotten of God, meaning that he was the only son of God. But now, we that believe in Christ. We are now sons and daughters of God. Meaning that Jesus is not the only child of God. Jesus now is the first of many brethren. Meaning, what it means is that as Jesus has beat death, we also have beaten death and will beat death. Because if we die today, we are going to resurrect on the last day. Because Jesus is the resurrection. Oh God, I hope I'm explaining this thing. In, in a very in, in a, in a I'm, I hope I'm explaining that I hope you're getting me so this is what I'm trying to say that oh my dad died yes painful I am not going to cry that I'm not going to see him again because that is heresy 
I am only crying because I miss him. Any tears I'm going to shed is because I miss him. Not because I don't know, I do not have hope that I'm going to see him someday. And we're going to see as brothers. I use this very personal story to explain the resurrection of Christ. Right? So I want okay, I, I want us to open to First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. I, I want someone to read. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Someone should read. First Thessalonians 4, verse 13. First Thessalonians 4, verse 13. says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Are you seeing? So, he's telling you that I don't want you to be ignorant. He's telling you, do not grieve as others who have no hope. You see, if Jesus had not resurrected from the dead, it means that Jesus did not beat death. Like, hey God, I want to explain Revelation. If you believe in Christ Jesus, you believe that he died for your sins, and not only did he die, he, he was resurrected. See, what you believe is what has happened to you. So, as Romans 6 says, we have been baptized to his death. As Romans 6 says, we are not only that we have been, we have also been raised to his, we have also been raised as he has been raised. It's the same thing that will happen to you, my dear friend. That even if you're going to die, eh, a time is coming when you will come back to life. See, do not ask me how. I don't know. I shall know that you will come back to life. The, you know the reason I said do not ask me how? See, I have seen strange things happen. I have touched people's bones. Right? I've touched people's bones and I've, I, they, they aligned. I've, I've healed the sick. I don't know how that happens. I just know that I said in the name of Jesus, I command this to happen, and it happens. So if God that created the earth, if God that heals the sick tells you that say, someday, if you die, you will still come back to life. That is not a problem for you. For the believer, you're not meant to be afraid of sin. You're not meant to be afraid of death, sorry. Because you will come back to life. It's just like you're, the, you're an actor in, in a movie. You cannot die. If they shoot you, you fall down, you stand up back again. So let me use an example. If Elon Musk, right, comes to... Um, if Elon Musk, right, comes and Elon Musk comes to your house, and probably you're having an in, you're having you, you did not know Elon Musk before, by the way. Elon Musk comes to your house. Elon Musk repairs your engine. He repairs the engine. The, you had a, you had an engine problem, a very serious engine problem. He repairs the engine, puts some parts of your cars together, and he tells you, keep driving this car, even if you bash the car and the car spoils, right? He tell he like he tells you. In fact, look at my bank account. I have money. I will replace it. Would you have confidence in in him? 
I'm, yes. I'm, 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 you have confidence in him, right? It's the same thing. We we see a God that can heal the sick. And in fact, that, that example was very imperfect. But we see a God that can heal the sick. We see a God that has raised the dead back to life. And this God is telling you that the dead that believed in him will come back to life. That, that, should, not be a, that should not be a hard concept to believe. If this God can heal the sick, if he has proven to, if, if he has proven to repair a human body, that means he can give life to a human body. So, uh, the resurrection reunites every Christian with a life-giving force that has that raised Christ from. Oh my God! The resurrection of Christ gives us the Holy Ghost, right? It gives is because of Christ is resurrected. Bible, Jesus speaking. Jesus said, "Unless I go, I mean, He said, unless I go, you and um, I will not. The Holy Spirit will not even come. And if He had not even resurrected, the Holy Spirit had not even come into us, right?" And is the is the Holy Spirit from Scripture that we know that make that helped Jesus um, to come back to life? To come back to life, let me let me read Romans chapter eight verse eleven. The Spirit of Him who raised Christ from the dwell, from the dead dwells in you. Hey, you remember when I told you people? This is Romans chapter eight verse eleven. Remember when I told you guys that you are you are an actor in this movie. You know when they say actor and boss, you are an actor in this movie. If they shoot you, you will come back to life. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that dwells in Christ Jesus. That res- the Bible says in Romans chapter eight verse eleven, He says, "The Spirit of Him who raised Christ from the dead dwells in us." If it is, I think NLT puts it that it says dwells in our mortal bodies, meaning that if we die, we are kind. There is Death, death has been defeated. There is no fear. Now you understand, you will understand the reasoning behind the apostles. When the apostles stood stood in front of King Nero and they told them, Oh, deny your God and or die, or they, they, they were about to persecute them, they will tell them they were not afraid of death because they knew they knew these things, they knew that death has been defeated, they knew. They knew death has been defeated. Oh my God, I'm going to have to stop here. Um, I'm going. We are going to have to stop here. Woo. Um, do 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 you have any questions, please? Okay, nobody has a question. I then I believe that everybody understood what I was trying to say. See, death, death. We are we are the never die gang. <laughs> never die gang. Physical death is not the this thing. We are going to it has already been won. The victory is already ours. Are you listening to me? This is something you have to put at the back of your impact with your heart. This is how you console believers. You don't cry as though you have lost the person forever. If the person was in Christ too. You know, I was telling you about my 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 dad dying. You know, when, when I told my my pastor, oh, I, I lost my dad. You know, he asked me, oh, was your dad a believer? 
And I said, yes. And he said, oh, don't worry. You're going to see me again. It might sound so uh, emotionally unintelligent to the uninformed folk, but it's so comforting to those that know the truth. Um, we don't really die. We don't die. In this movie, we win. We win. So, um, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this session. Thank you for for revealing yourself to us again. Thank you for everything you've done in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I thank you. I thank you again. I'm, I'm just in love with everything you've done, Lord. That we are new breeds in Christ because of your resurrection. Thank you and help us carry this knowledge of you everywhere we go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. And have a good night's sleep.